Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Pedro. Appreciate you joining me again today. Our chapter day journey finds us in Revelation chapter 6, and it was verses 15 through 17 that I pulled out today. It says, Then the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, and everyone else, both slave and free, hid in caves among the rocks of the mountains. They called to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of the wrath has come, and who can withstand it? Today's podcast is entitled, What Do You Expect? Wendy and I find ourselves on that section of life's road in which we get to watch and walk with my parents, her grandma, as they traverse the home stretch of this earthly journey, experience all that happens to the human body as it ages and begins to wear out. Now, there's nothing novel or new about this progression. Ever since the third chapter of Genesis, which God tells Adam and Eve, look, from the dust you came and to the dust you will return, human beings who live long enough have experienced the natural breakdown of the human body and mind until death finally catches up with us. On our visits to Wendy's 95-year-old grandmother, I've listened and observed as Wendy listens to grandma, who sometimes laments over her aches and her pains and the nagging ailments that limit her quality of life. Wendy, ever the Enneagram 8 challenger that God made her, responds, Grandma, your body's 95 years old. What do you expect? In today's chapter, we find John is still in heaven's throne room, and Jesus, also known as the Lamb in Revelation, begins to open the scroll that was sealed with seven seals. And as each seal on the scroll is broken, something awful is revealed to John. Conquest, war, famine, death, injustice, cataclysmic natural disasters. Come to think of it, it's a lot like what's revealed to me when I open my news app every morning. So just, just hold that thought. A couple of observations. First, the prophetic images John sees here are not new or novel in the great story. Centuries before John's vision, the prophets introduced these visionary images. Zechariah also saw the four horsemen or the riders of the apocalypse. And you can find that in Zechariah chapters 1 and 8. The souls under the altar connect directly to the Hebrew altar of sacrifice that we can find in Exodus 29.12 and Leviticus 4.7. The natural catastrophes mentioned in today's chapter were also referred to by Isaiah and Joel and Haggai, even mentioned by Peter at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. So I think it's important for me to understand that everything in this vision of the end times has been foreseen all along. I mean, in the great story, it's all connected. And it's all been foreseen for a long time. Even Jesus described it, saying, quote, You will hear wars and rumors of war, but see to it that you're not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are just the beginning of birth pains. Then you'll be handed over and persecuted and put to death, and you'll be hated by all nations because of me. 
At that time, many will turn away from faith and betray and hate each other, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. End quote. Next, I've often stated that human history in the great story is very much like one long life cycle. Creation and time are layered with meaning. God's people have long understood that one day is kind of like a lifetime, from birth at sunrise to death at night. Followers of Jesus have seen that a week is like a metaphorical lifetime of Christ, in which every Friday is a memorial of Jesus' death, and every Sunday Resurrection Day is a celebration of the resurrection and launches us into new week, new life. In the same way, each year has the same pattern. In my chapter today, Trucks, through ancient books like Exodus and Joshua, I often made the case that humanity was in the toddler stage of history. Civilization acted like immature, ignorant, and petulant children driven by their appetites and emotions and base instincts. Now, if I follow that metaphor to its logical conclusion, then revelation is a vision of humanity in the throes of death, the ultimate conclusion of sin's curse on humanity that was declared in Genesis chapter 3. And this brings me back to Wendy addressing her grandmother's shock and lamentation over her body's slow, uncomfortable decline. What do you expect? So in the quiet this morning, I find that an apt question with regard to the bleak description that Jesus, John, and the prophets foreshadow regarding humanity's final chapters. Broken and sinful humanity living in our civilization and the kingdoms of this world ruled by the prince of this world, as Jesus named the evil one, decline into the throes of death. Pessimistic, I know, and a bit depressing for the one who has no hope. But there is hope, and we'll eventually get there at the end of this chapter a day trek through Revelation. But until then, the journey may sometimes seem like a long, slow slog of decline towards death. But hang in there. As Bob Dylan sang, just remember that death is not the end. I hope you have a great day wherever this finds you, my friend. We'll be back here tomorrow.